Welcome to the UAC podcast. UAC was founded to create a place for the most successful chiropractors from different backgrounds and around the world who could come together to mastermind and create lifelong lasting friendships. Our profession's unique and surrounding yourself with the genius inside of UAC is a formula to grow personally and professionally into the life you've always known you're capable of achieving. I'm Dr. Alan Miner with Dr. Brian Capra, and this is the best practices section of the UAC podcast. Welcome to Chiropractic's Brain Trust. Welcome, everybody, to the UAC Best Practices podcast. I'm Dr. Alan Miner with Dr. Brian Capra, and our guest today is Dr. Eric Kowalki, the founder of, well, first and foremost, one of the most impressive practices I've ever come across. And then I think out of that also birthed another baby, which is SCED. And so uh, I'm going to kick it over to you, Dr. Brian, to, to, to lead us off. Dr. Eric, thanks for joining us today. Uh, really excited to have you on. This is, uh, we, Alan and I were just talking, we really enjoy these things because every time we have somebody on, uh, the, the information in, in, the, in the minds of the people like you that come on these is just amazing. Uh, so we're trying to get, but we can't do too much, right? I, I know we could talk forever and you could probably teach people a million things, but we want to just try to get a nugget, you know, something tangible that somebody could take away and a best practice for their practice. Um, we've talked a lot about automation and procedures and the practice, and you've had an amazing success with your practices. And what can you say, you know, what do you know? What do you think that a little nugget that you can think of right now that's happening in your practices uh, that you can share that you think is important to this, their success? Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, our, our office is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, you know, one, one of the things we've done really well is when we learn a new a concept or a new thing, for example, uh, every new patient that schedules an appointment, we want to instantly send them an email with a welcome video, links to, uh, you know, our website testimonials, our Google reviews, uh, links to paperwork, directions to our office. Something like that seems so simple, but it's something we learned a long time ago or had the idea. And we implemented it, but we use technology that allows us to automate that, but it still feels like it's coming from us personally so that we can basically just forget about it and move on to the next thing and implement something else. And I think for a while early on in practice, we would learn something, we would implement it, but it would be very manual. So we'd have a team member that their job was to do this one thing. And then we get too busy or they would have a baby and leave or something would happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, you find yourself where you're like, wait a minute, we're not, we're not doing that anymore. How, how long has it been? Right, since we, yeah. How come we're not doing that anymore? You know? And then you're like, no wonder we're not seeing the results because we should be keep doing the thing we did eight years ago. And I think what we've gotten really good at, and we saw almost 80,000 visits last year is build on the next thing, build on the next thing by using all the technology that's available. There's so much in 2023 now, crazy to say that, um, People have created softwares and technologies and uh, just allow us to automate that, that those things so we don't just start all over each time somebody quits or we lose a team member or whatever. What would you, you give say a specific the, yeah, example? Sorry. Yeah, give us an example. And then I have this in my mind. We, I, I, I've done this a million, made the same mistake a million times with Genesis is, yeah, great idea. Everybody's rah-rah about it. But how do you make sure when you implement something that you're, when you, everybody agrees to implement something, how do you catch it if you stop doing it or are no longer doing it well? 
Yeah. So uh, it depends if it's a technology that's doing it for you or it's a person. Right. If, if it's if it's a technology, you just got to pay the bill every month and it keeps working. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, something else doesn't change. But there's somebody that still holds the technology accountable because you can't just forget it completely. As you change your office hours or something, you know, you, you have emails going out saying the wrong thing, or, you know, right. or yep. sending it to a dead link. So I think it, it ultimately, whether it's a person doing something or it's technology doing it for you, it just comes back to accountability. Who's accountable for that, that one thing. Um, and then that's part of their scorecard and that, you know, that, that that's the key. Yeah. That, that technology becomes part of their scorecard and it's reviewed monthly reviewed quarterly um, to make sure all of those stuff still gets done. This segment is sponsored by Genesis Chiropractic Software. UAC members rely on innovative and rock-solid practice solutions, especially when it comes to EHRs, practice management, and billing. This is why UAC recommends and stands behind Genesis Chiropractic Software. Genesis is a best-in-class, all-in-one chiropractic practice management system that has you covered from patient scheduling to documentation and all the way through billing. Genesis uses the power of AI to find work in the system and automatically assign that work to the right person, preventing tasks from falling through the cracks. Thousands of high volume practices rely on Genesis every day to successfully grow and maintain their practices. And additionally, they integrate with most of your favorite marketing, scheduling, and payment solutions. Schedule a demo of Genesis today by visiting www.genesischiropracticsoftware.com and be sure to mention UHC as well. I love it. Yeah, do you have a specific example of something that uh, you guys lost sight of and then it impacted your numbers and your performance and, and when you put it back in and held somebody accountable? Anything specific you can point to? Well, I think what, what, what a, the, the difference maker in the success of our practice um, I truly believe is the experience that people get when they come in. It's like no other. I mean, they, they feel like we're part of their family and they are, we treat them like family. And even though we see so many people, they don't feel like a number. Uh, it's the little things that make a big difference. For example, if we send out a general text reminder, it's not the same every time. You know, it's not just, Hey, Alan, see you at three o'clock tomorrow. It's, it's unique and personalized by the theme in the office or whatever's going on in our community at that time. And it creates an emotional response when they receive it and they smile or they feel connected to us in a way that's not, uh, you know, that's authentic and not inauthentic. And I think that's one of the things that is kind of a mix because we use technology to send all of the stuff, but we have a person that's accountable to that to make it authentic. And that's where the magic comes in. If you can, utilize technology and leverage. So then that one person that's accountable to that can accomplish so much more because it's not all her doing it manually. And, and so I think that's the sweet spot we found instead of where it's either a person or it's technology, when, when they can work together, then you really get an X. You know, we kind of, you kind of glanced over it probably because of your experience in business and success and all this, but you mentioned the scorecard. And uh, that's where I was kind of the question I was asking was, um, I didn't want to say that, but the scorecard is the key. And that's where you're measuring the result of implementing something yeah. like this. So when you implement or automate um, 
first you have to measure, is there, is it better, right? Than what we're doing manually. Are you measuring these things? And then also making sure that the person is responsible for the result is what you're getting at. So maybe you could talk a little bit more about the scorecard concept, because maybe there's a lot of docs that might not be doing that. And that's the key to making sure that just because there's no shortage. We, I have the thing I say all the time with my team, there's no shortage of new ideas, guys. Right. We have we're we're idea machines <laughs> and we get excited about some of the ideas and then we, you know, go in blind and implement an idea and it distracts us from something else or and or we forgot we even did it, uh, you know, a year later. And yeah. it was a good idea. There's no shortage of those things. So maybe you can talk about scorecard and measuring and you know, what how to actually do that when you've implemented yeah. a new technology to automate um, something. At Quartermaster Tax Management, one of the things that we know when you're running your business is you want to be confident that you're not overpaying your taxes. In order to do that, you really need a bulletproof tax strategy to keep more of what you earn. The problem is the majority of business owners, specifically chiropractors, grossly overpay on taxes and don't even know it, which ultimately leaves them frustrated and discouraged. We believe you work hard for that money and should be able to keep more of it. So after working with hundreds of chiropractors, we understand how frustrating it is to overpay on taxes. But as certified tax strategists who specialize in the R&D healthcare space, we found over $30 million for our clients and tax credits since 2021. It's really easy to get started with us too. First, you get in a qualifying call to make sure you actually qualify for the credits. Then, very simply, we apply for the credits for you and ultimately then help you reclaim your tax savings every single year. Visit our website at quartermastertax.com or call and schedule a call with us today and find out how much the IRS owes you. Don't forget to mention UAC. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm, honestly, we're kind of new to scorecards, new as in maybe we've been doing it for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, you know, I like to tenaciously implement things. So when I first learned about it, I was like, well, let's just do scorecards. Like next week, we'll just do a scorecards for everybody. And then, and then we realized, well, we don't have any objective. We don't, we're not tracking the information that we need to track in order to assign a number to a KPI that's right. going to scorecard, you know? And so we're still getting better at that. But I think number one is it doesn't have to be perfect. Something's better than nothing. And, and a scorecard literally just assigns accountability somebody is ultimately accountable, even though everyone's responsible for whatever that main thing is, let's say it's show up rate. So the example we were using is customizing messages to go to people to create an emotional response and make them feel connected to our office. The end result in that ultimately is they show up. So is our show up rate uh, improving or is it staying the same or is it going down? Then how do we know that? Are we measuring it? And then that would go on a KPI for that scorecard. But um, I think the second one, one is you just have to start somewhere. It doesn't have to be perfect. Start with three to five things that somebody's accountable to. The second one is um, do it with whoever's you're holding accountable to that. So it's not like authoritarian, like I'm telling you that you're accountable to these things. You can't do it like that. But in my experience, it's working, works better if that team member is part of the discussion on, hey, let's, let's find the three things that we're going to measure that you know, you can be accountable to in your role, because ultimately, if they're an A player, if they have clarity in what success looks like for them, uh, then they're going to just go after it. And they want to know, you know, measure me because I want to do better. I want to know where I can improve. Uh, and, and you'll find those people quickly as you start going through these exercises, who's like that and who shies away from it. 
and that that just that that rhythm of looking at the number make sure that things stay consistent like so one of the first things you said just automate of course if you can but make sure it's consistent and it stays and it doesn't go away and it wasn't an idea that came and went um it's better to implement one thing that stays for the year than have 50 (laughs) things that all these amazing people just start thinking they can implement any idea they have and and you wind up with a mess (laughs) by the way my email campaign um for our our I think it was our new lead um, nurture sequence. Another thing is test. My, my point is test the messages. Have somebody actually look at them like you're mentioning links. <laughs> I tested it one day and I was just looking, I'm open the emails and I click on the video and it goes to YouTube, you know, that fuzzy, bl- I'm like what yeah. the heck? And then I open the next one, fuzzy. I'm like, who deleted all the YouTube videos? <laughs> We had no oh, more no. videos and every email was wrong. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> hey, Eric, last question. Uh, real quick, anything that works really well in text messages to use or not use, like emojis, uh, humor, not humor, just any, you talked about kind of linking it to the theme in the office or the theme in the community. Anything specific, like even let's just take something simple like uh, a message that goes out when somebody missed an appointment. Is there any, I don't know, anything come to mind that you can share with people for their text messaging to make them better? Yeah. Uh, do it as if, you know, you were the one messaging like somebody that, you know, because it's, you, you, you would do it differently. Like um, for example, our missed appointment message originally was, Hey Jerry, we had you scheduled at three o'clock today. Like we haven't seen you call us to reschedule or something. And we switched it to, uh, hey, Jerry, like, uh, what does it say now? Um, hey, Jerry, are you on your way? Question mark. And then it has our front desk team member's name, Kaylana. So Jerry feels like Kaylana is texting him seven minutes after he missed his appointment. Right. And he responds, oh, my gosh, Kaylana, can I come in at this time? Or I just, you know, clicked on the appointment, moved my appointment. Um, and I'm coming in at four o'clock or whatever. So just make it so it's like normal, like what, what you would text somebody instead of what you feel like sounds perfect in an automated way. People, yeah. people get so much of that now that they want just normal messages to you. And emojis obviously stick out. I mean, if you look at your email inbox, just go to your email inbox and look at the subjects. The ones that draw your attention are the ones with emojis. Ironically enough, you're still only 5% about, I would be willing to bet of the emails that are in your inbox have an emoji in the subject line. And those are the ones you see first. Um, So using emojis, they stand out, whatever it is. I wouldn't go like too much because then, you know, use so many emojis in your, in your copy sounds, it feels very salesy and fake. Um, yeah. so just be authentic in, in whatever your community is. Like if you're in a city or you're in rural, people communicate differently. Use that. However you communicate and people communicate within your area in your SMS. Awesome, Eric. Hey, Perfect. if anybody wants to find information on your text platform, SCED, where do they, where do they find you guys? Yeah, you go to SCED, S-K-E-D dot life, L-I-F-E, uh, our website, or you can shoot me an email, Dr. Eric, D-R-E-R-I-K, at sked.life. Um, but yeah, this has been great. Awesome, man. Perfect. We appreciate Thanks, you, brother. Eric. Thanks for coming on and sharing. Thanks, guys. My pleasure.